You're listening to DraftKings Network. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. It is uh, Monday morning. It's a re-entry Monday. We got Dallas. We got Joseph. Jake's here. Jake's Jake's probably napping on his desk. That's back-to-back Sunday night baseballs for the Boston Red Sox. Alex Cora was complaining about it, and people were like, oh, shut up. I agree. Enough with the fucking Sunday night baseballs. We got a fucking podcast until 2 a.m. and then be here at 9 a.m. Fuck that. I stand by my manager. Jake's Jake, you napping right now? Yeah, I'm fast asleep. Jake is Jake is fucking because after we're done podcasting, he's still going to edit the fucking thing. It's crazy. Anyway, that's a grind. It's a grind. grind. It's a grind. Uh, And I'm with you. I feel like the Red Sox Yankees should probably take a sabbatical from the spotlight baseball because, yeah, we're just considering the, you know, the rivalry as you yeah, the Yankees just aren't good. And well acknowledged. It's weird. It's just, yeah. Like uh, Nestor Cortez had it backwards. He was like, yeah, you know, Red Sox Yankees isn't a rivalry anymore because we're the Yankees. It's like, bro, you haven't beaten the Red Sox in the playoffs in fucking 20 years. <laughs> you get your ass kicked whenever you play head to head. I agree. It's not a rivalry right now. It hasn't been for a long time. It hasn't been since 2003. When or at least the last 72 hours. Hasn't been a rivalry since 2003. That was the last time that there was ever really a challenge for the Red Sox in terms of the whole Red Sox-Yankees thing. Um, but Dallas. What do you want? What from this past weekend stood out to you? Uh, ooh, um, oh, I could look at this a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because I know what I'm excited about right now. And... Technically, that happened on the weekend. Um, what do you mean technically? But well, I can explain that. Well, actually, shit. I, technically, it didn't. Technically, it be, it happened on the beginning of the week. But what I am going to take in, or what I took away, <laughs> was that I, I don't. There's not a better player in the month of June. Than Kyle Schwarber. Than Kyle fucking Schwarber. (laughs) Schwarbs was ringing the fucking Liberty Bell. My God, the guy was fucking banging. Like, we were talking about, and I was talking about the length of this lineup, the litany of MVP talent. Blah, 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 blah. And it's starting with Kyle Schwarber. And I was like, look, it, it just the average, throw it out. Throw it completely out the window. He might end up hitting 140 this season. And he might have 57 fucking home runs. I don't know. I mean, it it, it is, it is a, obviously, I'm exaggerating. It's a joke, though. It was just a joke. The first pitch of the game. The first fucking pitch of the game. Bang. It's it's just unbelievable. And then he capped the series off by going, I think, like three for four or some shit. Just logging a few knocks on the way out of town. He's gotta have he's gotta have a positive wins above replacement now, right, Joe? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, he's back. He's back. <laughs> and, you know, that's why I did the segment. Because I knew as soon as we started the segment, the guy's going to start beasting because not only is it June, but you can't hit 17 home runs and have a negative war and expect that to keep up. That's how I see it. Mm. And he's, you know, he led the league in home runs past two Junes. Dude. Well, yeah. It's it's stupid. But the run, I mean, the run that the Phillies have been on was something to watch or something I was watching as they were coming in. And it was like a fucking tidal wave. Just, <sighs> I mean, we played some decent ball games. days against the Phillies. It's not like they just got their ass absolutely handed to them. But it was like, fuck. Schwarber, confirmed good. Ramuto, confirmed good. Trey Turner, like the the lineup, you can see how this lineup can just be, could, could turn itself into a daunting, daunting lineup should they start to get guys clicking on, on all cylinders together. Mm. But yeah, Schwarber at the top, just being a fucking beast per usual. Like I said, I said, I think I said on the broadcast, Kyle Schwarber wishes there were 11 more months of June. Like Punxsutawney <laughs> like Phil wishes he would see his shadow every fucking day. Every day. Six more weeks of winter. Schwarber's like, no, it's not June. It's it's June 73rd is what it is. It's it's not July anything. July doesn't exist. And if, if shit's not going well out of the gate, guess what? It's no longer April. It's fucking June. I mean, if you're it's not even... It's like not an anomaly. This is every year. His career uh, OPS plus. Okay, this is probably I'm looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> but <laughs> this is a different. This is T OPS plus. I'm sorry, I don't know what T OPS plus means, but that's not OPS plus. But I'll tell you this right now: in April and May, and in July, he's got OPS below 800. His career in June, 965. Like if you deleted June from his career. He might be DFA'd. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then what well, you got, you got to be fair because then I'm not sure if you look up his October fucking OPS, it's like a billion because the guy's the clutchest hitter ever. But yeah, June, it's Schwarber June every year. He's, he's homered in every single round that baseball has ever created. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's great. What it's about great. what about Bryce Bryce wearing the athletic cleats? That 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 that, that make you feel good? Uh, yeah. I mean, like honestly, maybe it was just the the shade of green. Like, well, like the cameras just wasn't. It I don't know. It wasn't like picking it up, and um, yeah, it was just cool. We did run a little thing on um, you know, on TV about how Bryce Harper confirmed Oakland A's fan. Bryce Harper is wearing day. yellow and green cleats in support of the Oakland A's. That's the best fucking picture we can get is some grainy ass John Boy media screenshot. <laughs> <clears throat> he didn't he didn't post a picture of him in his locker or something. No, the fuck. Yeah. So. They're just. These look like yellow cleats to me, right? And that's why I said, like, if, how do we you know, know that, that was up- in support of the A's? Did he say that? You know, there was no like I, I, I did not hear a I did not hear a question and an answer 
that would show that it was indirect. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 and I'm not saying that that's not the case. I mean, fuzzy, our boy fuzzy responded to the tweet and said, I love you, but that's for the Knights. Yeah, like gold and black is what it is. I mean, like, that's what the colors look like to me. That's why I was like, eh. I don't know. Where so this maybe is. he's anti A's. He's actually going for the Las Vegas squads. Well, he, he, you he's know, gone. Him being a Vegas native and all is why it's why it's pertinent or why I think people would drum it up. But no, I mean, yeah, he's like fucking looking from Vegas. Why? Why would yeah. Bryce Harper be like A's fans? I'm with well, you and then fucking launch a bomb into the second deck against the A's. It's, like, it's because no, it's because he was it's because, like I said, there's a uh, if you go back, he's doing an interview from when he was like fucking 13 mm-hmm. and they ask his favorite team. And it's the Oakland Athletics. No. Yep. Confirmed. I, I've seen you, that. Yep. What, how are you going to tell me? No, we just <laughs> ran it on the fucking <laughs> on the baseball didn't yes. he say didn't he say he wanted to grow up to play for the <clears throat> the yankees uh, fantastic in that one clip <laughs> it was not the answer it was the open <laughs> so he's a yankees a's phil's fan uh maybe a cowboys fan too <laughs> yeah yeah he grew up in vegas they had no sports teams yeah he's all over the place what do you want the guy to do stick he's just with, gravitating team he just gravitates towards fucking championships, dude. Sorry. You know, Bryce Harper, he's a smart kid. You know, probably like the A's, but knew like, I don't want to play for a shit organization to get paid nothing. Whoa, hey, like, hey, I want to whoa, play for the whoa, A's. Whoa. <laughs> right. He's like, I can still love the A's, but make money at the same time. So I'll play for the Yankees, but I'll support the green and gold. That's out of hand. I don't think it's out of hand. I think that that's, that's true. Fair or unfair, the... The A's were not in the Bryce Harper sweepstakes when he was a free agent. Um, maybe more on the outside yeah. looking in than, yeah. uh, than most. Do you but, think he took a meeting? or? Uh, I mean, he had a lot of meetings. Yeah. You know? And I don't know that the A's weren't, weren't one of them. And well, Zoom wasn't really a thing back then. Or it was, I guess, because we were doing the podcast through Zoom. Yeah, I was going to say, it had to be. I've known you for a while now. Yeah. Well, that's even worse that he wouldn't even take a Zoom meeting with the years. Well, you don't know that. <clears throat> no, I asked him. <laughs> I think he'd tell us. I was like, hey, hey, Bryce, did you happen to take a meeting with the A's and you're a free agent? He'd be like, fuck no. <laughs> no chance, dude. I did. Uh, I, I also got a chance to say hello to uh, one of your dear friends, Jared. Uh, who? Uh, Matt Strom. Left-hand pitcher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what was he crying about this time? <laughs> Jesus. What? You know I love Stromy. Stromy's my guy. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, sure, Stromy. yeah. But yeah. what was no, he crying just, about? Just, just, well, another, just, we we're just, you know, some good old, just some good old ball talk, some ah. good old hobby talk. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. happen to bring up that we were co-hosts? No. Well, you think he doesn't know that? He's well aware. Uh, no, he yeah, he is well aware. That's that's it. That's even worse look for you that he feels like he can go at me knowing that like you're the worst catcher. Like he can charge the mound knowing that the catcher is gonna stay in the squat position. <laughs> that's a terrible look for you. <laughs> you I are- just I tried to give you the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. Like, oh, he doesn't know that I'm Dallas's guy. 
that's why he's he's being such a whiny little fucking brat on Twitter. No, I don't I don't think you understand that our dynamic almost excites players to be able to to go at you. No, because, because he's he was not doing it in like a in like a bus balls way. He was doing it in like no. a <laughs> Yeah, I'm not I, I'm not saying he's a good player. You can't say the players suck if they make I'm, it to your big weeks. If you make it I'm not big saying weeks, every player is really good in your big oh, weeks. Jesus. Every player is so good. I'm not saying <laughs> that he didn't there was nothing there was nothing tongue in cheek about it. There was nothing like no, oh, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna needle this guy because he's Dallas's guy. He sat there being like, I can say whatever the fuck I want to him, and Dallas isn't gonna do a fucking thing because he's a pussy too. That's what he said. <laughs> no, that's how he I felt. That's at least how he operated. I don't know if he said that, <laughs> but that's how he operated. But remember, I told you my my response to you was very similar. To his response to you, the difference between he and I is I know is that you're not a fucking idiot. <laughs> you understand. You understand that if I say a player sucks, it means relative to other big league players. Not that I, I oh, my brain and, doesn't work that way. I can't no, fucking and that's where I comprehend say, this. That's where I say oh, the yeah. players are players are like, yeah, you know what? Because because I know Dallas is giving him the business when he says shit like that. I can take the stance that I uh, uh, no, I'm not. You I'm guys not going to let this fucking guy me for that. just say this. I'm not saying that he looked. I'm not saying that he did not. Uh, he did not come but, out looking good there. If your stance is, hey fans, oh no, I'm t- fans, don't say the players suck. We're all really good, all of us, <laughs> everyone that plays in Major League Baseball. We are so good. I, how dare you say that we suck? People, fans have been saying that players suck for generations. Like, that's what we do. If you're yeah. not good, we say you suck. And to There's, try and, like, get on your little fucking pedestal, be, no, no, no. No, no. If you make it to the big weeks, it's impossible to suck because all the people that try to make it to the big weeks. And if you make it, you can't suck, okay? Well, you gotta you gotta understand. You have like digitally, you have a very punchable face. And so people <laughs> no people wanna wanna punch it. Uh, that means when when you say shit like that, people do understand where you're coming from. They get what you're saying, but they're like, you know what? Sense. Right now though, I want let's fucking go ahead and let's do this. Let's yeah. let's, sure. let's take it this go way. Go ahead and because, embarrass because, yourself. Because you'll <laughs> because you'll interact. Yeah. So so, so really you. it's embarrass you. It's twofold. You guys are kind of Yeah, I'll pull his pants down, and slap him on his little keister. <laughs> but I enjoyed the banner. It was good to see my friend Matt Strom. I'm glad you guys are friends, you know. <laughs> glad you guys are friends. Uh it's very I'm glad that like you see him once every five years and your relationship with him is more important than the guy that you have to do a show with three times a week for the last eight. Well, well I don't have to do a show with you, Jared. I get to do a show yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah. i and i enjoy it yeah did you guys did you uh did you literally say like hey that was that was a tough look for you or you're only gonna say that on the show and not to his face no we didn't talk we didn't we honestly we didn't we didn't speak about you at all oh because you you didn't have the balls to bring it up that was elephant in the room for yeah. sure. Yeah, imagine, <laughs> imagine uh, 
Like the only thing worth talking about, you just didn't talk about. Uh, no, I, I just don't think that that was on his radar. Imagine Dallas honest. Braden interviewing A Rod, and he just doesn't bring up the "get off my mound" thing. Like that's what you just did with Matt Strom. No, it's a. Hey, it's I mean, if it's not on his radar, what do you want me to do? I can't just. Which, well, how again, about this? How about this? We just have Big Poppy on, and he's boys with A Rod. Yeah. Jared, why didn't you bring up the beef with Dallas? Stick mm. up for your guy. Mm. That, Say, hey, hey that's Poppy, a reach. I love you. That's a reach. But how could you be boys with him after what he did to our boy? I don't know if that's a reach. I don't know if that's right. I mean, I, Jared, I've never wanted a, to bring that reach up and, and put B, you in that predicament. B, no, no. B, Poppy did have beef with A-Rod back then. Something what? that Dallas wouldn't even dream of doing. Dallas would never compromise his relationship with Matt Strom to defend my honor. <laughs> Yeah, that that, that relationship I, will definitely pay dividends in the future. I didn't I didn't know that your uh I didn't know that you needed me to come to your defense. I didn't. Not, I now, didn't. Now that now that I know no, hey. <laughs> now that I know, all right? I can Just saying. Hey, you know, I'm just Jared, saying, you know, when when I take a look around the clubhouse and I start <laughs> to see like you know, if there, if we were playing in the Caribbean series and there is a brawl, I know who to not look for to protect me that's all uh, see that right there that's just not true because there is actual live video footage of me being that dude in a caribbean series not, not for caribbean me series not for me what, no well hey look just yes jared the answer to your question is yes i will be your white knight Right. I don't need you to I, be. I, no. no, 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 no. I know uh, we, you had yes, your opportunity. Yes, you had the your answer, opportunity. The answer is yes. Okay. Hey, I. Hey, look at me. I'm here for you. Okay? No, you're not. <laughs> That's like again. I I got the mound charged on me. That he took his bat out to the mound with him. Dallas took his fucking. His his catcher's mask, and he just slid it down further over his face. He's like, I don't see nothing. He comes out there with his bat, and I still beat him up. I was like, thanks for the help, Dallas. You know, no, next no, time the, someone you, next time someone charges the mound, I won't consider to look as Dallas coming out because Dallas is not coming out. No, no, you know what it was? This is this is what I'll give you. This is what I'll give you. The Buster Posey reaction to Hunter Strickland <laughs> drilling Bryce Harper when he when he just yeah. You could see, you could see Bryce going. Uh, what's what's Buster do? Just fucking, it's just like a little head shake, like mm-hmm. his head, like oh fuck, yeah, <laughs> fucking serious. So when you just fucking sailed one at him with the, I oh, didn't sail fucking- shit at him. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. talking to him. Yep. He 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 charged the mound from the stands. That's the equivalent. I threw a, I threw a heater over Caleb Ort's head. And Matt Strom fucking ran in from the hot dog stand, and you just let it happen. <laughs> you just let it happen because I knew I knew you were looking to incite the hot dog vendor. I That's wasn't. Why. I didn't even know the hot dog vendor fucking cared about that. Then he fucking <laughs> then he slapped you across the face no, with a big old hot weenie, Mm-mm. and you took umbrage with it. No, but yeah, no, that's fine. It's just, uh, you think uh, almost a, almost a decade of partnership, you'd think that that would mean something to someone, but um, no. Casual acquaintances, those they they went out. 
Casual acquaintances <laughs> are more important. So. Hey. I love you. No, you don't. <laughs> no. Actions, not words, Dallas. Actions, not words. Ugh. All right. We got to take a break and talk about Zen nicotine pouches. We're always talking about what a team needs to get to number one, but Zen nicotine pouches are already there. Zen has helped millions of people achieve a lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker or you're a dipper looking to make a change, look no further than Zen. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. And it's available in two strengths so you can control your nicotine satisfaction. Because it's discreet, you can enjoy it anywhere, anytime, so you never have to miss a moment of the game. Plus, every can of Zin earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear, top-of-the-line tech, Zin swag, even gift cards. Find your Zin at your local convenience store or online at Zin.com. That's Zin, Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Uh, Joseph, what stood out to you over the weekend? I'm thinking I'm going to L.A., man. Oh. Talking about the damn oh. angels. The angels? Because oh. I think it's time to start looking at the angels and say, these guys could be contenders. We don't want to jinx them like last year because they could have a 15-game losing streak coming <laughs> up right yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm starting to get excited for these guys, man, because the past two weeks, uh-huh. the angels, I believe they are what? like They're like 15-3 and three since yeah. June fourth they can't well. be stopped and a big part of that we all know it's Shohei Otani oh who's God. leading the universe in every offensive statistic like unbelievable but it's not only him how about Mickey Moniak mm. Mickey Moniak people forgot about Mickey Moniak already has 1.5 war he's been up for a month maybe and he only bats against righties and he has like a OPS he's got he's got a one dot a thousand <laughs> do I don't know say one it dot that s- way what? <laughs> I got that. If it's they like, say just say he's got a 1083 OPS, not a 1.083. I know who says that. It's uh, it's John Boy, dude. It's the it's a talking baseball pod. They always say one dot, and I stole it from him. I like it. No, one dot. That's not how I you can't say steal it. from other computers competitors. That's just not how you say it. The one dot. No. It's clear you just dot. have an issue speaking computers. One dot. <laughs> just fucking break it down. 1183. Can I just show love to Mickey Moniak? Yeah, please do. Can you show love was, for? Yeah, I mean, at some point in time, baseball should start entertaining adding extra runs to home runs if you hit them far enough in competition. The Shohei Otani. Good lord! Uh, here's my thought, though. What do the Angels do? What do the Angels do at the break? Do they like, trade Shohei? No, no, no. <laughs> do they? Do they? Do they sign Christian? Do they trade for Christian Bethencourt of the Tampa Bay Rays and try to sign Brendan McKay? Because something that they don't need more of is a two-way player. So that's exactly what they go and get. You got to like, trade Shohei. I'm going to call Max right now. I got to let I just, I don't want trade the, high. You got to trade high. I don't want the Angels to fuck this opportunity up. Well, he, he's been crushing it, dude. You got to fucking trade him. <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? He's got six bombs in seven games. I'm sorry. It's time to trade him. Mm. Yeah, his value has never been higher. Max. 
Is Max <laughs> Max is probably working. I don't care. He might be sleeping. It's fucking early. He's on the West Coast. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah, <laughs> Six forty-five a.m. Hello. Good morning. Hey. What do you want in a, in a deal for Shohei Otani? Oh, dude, that, that's off the table now. Sorry. No, it's not. No, it's well, not. Hey, you got to sell no, high. No dice. No dice. Sell no high. Dice. Sorry. Yeah. Let me ask you, Max. Do you think the Angels are going to win the World Series this year? They have to now. Well, no. You got to like, trade Shohei. You, you didn't see my, my video that I posted where, like, plays are starting to recreate themselves that happened in Game 7, in, like, Game 7 of the week against the Cubs? What? Like, so Garrett Anderson hits a triple down the line. In game seven, right? Yeah. Or a double to clear the bases. Uh-huh. Mickey Moniak, who wears numbers, hit a double down the right field line to clear the bases. Uh-huh. So, like, things are starting to come together. You know what I mean? So and what then, do you what want? I got a question. I got Mickey Moniak hits a bases clearing double, and that's the sign? <laughs> that's, that's the, the fucking sign? There's more. Okay. There's more. Oh, what is Jesus. It? There's more. Yeah, what is it? Who went, who went on an improbable run? In 2002, before the Angels won the World Series, San Francisco Giants on, a, on an improbable winning streak. Who, who, what team did that? Oh, uh, it wasn't improbable back then. Sorry, was it the Oakland A's? Yeah, and yeah. who did it this year? Wait, so you're trying to? Yeah, see, I'm not seeing the connection. Yeah. What do you want for Shohei? <laughs> 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 well, you said last year it was like six prospects, right? Yeah, the, like the top six out of top ten prospects. Yeah, double it. Double it? No, I don't know. Honestly, like eight guys. It's one less year of control, so I'm not giving you. I'm not giving you that. I don't think you could trade them now without like you can't trade them right now. You have to. So it's, you have Mickey Moniak. What do you need him for? Yeah. Yeah, true. But it's literally World Series or bust. All right, so bust. What do you want for him? <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. Uh, probably Miguel Andujar, Clint Frazier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll probably take those two to deal. Do you think? Do you think that the Angels are making the playoffs this year? Yeah, I mean, look at the standings, brother. I'm looking at them right now, and you got the. And I can tell you, and I can tell you, there's going to be a playoff game in Anaheim, and you're all invited. Unless you guys keep doing some tungsten <laughs> stuff, then they invite us off the table. I don't do that stuff. I I've been hyping Shohei uh, on Twitter every day. I always tweet out some Shohei stats to give love to Shohei. Um, I do it in a manner that maybe isn't as annoying and and over the top as as other parts of the the internet. I am a I'm an ally. Okay, I'm I'm an ally of Angels fans. They don't realize that right now. It's the perfect month to be an ally. Exactly, I agree. And right now, the Angels are game up on the Houston Astros. They have the second wild card spot. The Astros and the, the Yankees. Yeah, shout out to the Reds. Uh, the Astros and the Yankees are tied for the third wild card spot. Shout out the Red Sox too. The Red Sox are in there. They're two games back of both of those teams. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays are a half game back. Like there's, you know, there's there's other people involved here. But the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim from L.A. are. Uh, See, that's that's gonna make you lose your invite. If you why? 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 That's <laughs> is that not what your fucking team's called? 
Los Angeles Angels. That's the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, formerly of California. All right, you've been uh, you've been downgraded to standing standing room tickets. No, I want I want to be there. I want to be there. Yeah, standing. No, 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 no. (laughs) I want a seat. Why can't? Right. I'm just saying, like, we'll, we'll I'm respect. I'm respecting the history of the team. You know how many, you know how many Angels fans probably started watching the Angels just since Shohei Otani got theirs, and they're they're bandwagoning. They're gonna have a better seat than me at the playoff game just because they started watching two years ago. They don't even know that they used to be called the California Angels. Yeah, they don't even know they were in LA first. That's what I'm saying. When I played Little League, we were. It was the California Angels. <laughs> Hey, that that'll get you a seat at the game. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Throwback little league pick. If you were an Angels uniform, that'll get you a pick. Yeah, I mean, I didn't play for them. I played for the A's. Oh well, but I remember the Angels. They were from California. Okay, so now, like, I have a question. I don't know if you guys could help me out here. Okay, what starting pitcher do we get at the deadline? I Mm -hmm. I don't know. What it depends on, like, what you think you can get for Shohei. Bro, you can't trade him right now. It, he's going to walk for nothing. I know. <laughs> that's that's all, what I'm saying. That's all you got to trade him. We can't. You can't trade him. Like, you, you'll go down as, like, the biggest villain of all time. Dallas, what would you do? If you if you, if you you're running the Angels, you got to trade him, right? Like, they're not going to win the World Series. I don't have a fucking chance at doing that. So, you, you got to trade him. They do. The, the only reason you aren't trading him right now, straight up, is because you know that you are basically willing to turn him into the first active owner player as far as what you're going to give him, (laughs) what you're going to offer him. You're going to have to offer him something that he just logically cannot walk away from. And as far as I'm concerned, that's ownership of the fucking franchise. And I'm not fucking around. I mean, you have to quite literally in the language have him being a lifetime member of this team. Here is your cut in the franchise. We're going to, we need to win a world series. So however that looks. All right, but let's do that. It, that's the only yeah. way you, you are not moving off this dude at this point. I think I texted Jared that at like three in the morning one night. I was like, Hey, can we, are we going to give this guy like a percentage of the team? Like, and I don't, I don't think that's like out of the question because how did they get them? They they zigged when everyone else that they said, yeah, you could pitch and hit whatever. So to re-sign them, I don't. I mean, would it be crazy if two teams offered him like a percentage of the team? No, I, I like get the Angels and someone else like we're like, hey, here's fifteen percent. What no other team has is the benefit of what it's actually taken, routine wise and shuffling, rotation and blah 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 that the angels do like what kind of impact has all that had on the entire group nobody else really has the luxury of that outside of the angels also so that's a perfect media place too like he doesn't have forty thousand cameras in his face. i mean he does but not they'd be so much more if he was in like new york or something yeah it'd be it'd be a tad bit more overwhelming for sure life would be different even as it is right now Hmm. you know what else is fun about winning baseball uh, i didn't know this before uh when you're watching like the standings right so the angels win and then you're like oh i need the reds to beat the astros and then the reds beat the astros and like so it's like now i'm rooting for like multiple teams now you know 
Yeah, well, never had to do that before. I don't know. I just I'd take I'd take some time to think about what you want for Shohei. Dude, we're not trading them, bro. I mean, I, Joe, how do you feel about this? You're a big Shohei guy. You've done a lot of research for your YouTube videos. If you're the Angels, and you're not like like they they might make the playoffs. It's June 19th, and they're they're being such a troll right now. They might make the playoffs. That's where you're at. <laughs> is there is there what? a starting pitcher that the Angels can acquire that would be like, hey, we're like we're probably going to go to the ALCS. And once we get there, like we got a real good chance and blah, blah, blah. Like there, I don't think that they can have a trade deadline that bolsters their chances of getting to the world series and winning it. So if you're not going to win a mm-hmm. world series, well, what are we doing here? You gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta pull a trigger. Why, why don't the angels when, go get Marcus Stroman? That's what I'm thinking. That's what they need. They need a starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. That's their that's their uh, biggest weakness at the moment. Their bullpen has been that lights the fuck out. Mm. Their bullpen. Don't look now, but check the bullpen stat. Sam Bach. Yeah, what do you think about Sam Bach? Nasty. Est- they did choke it's one in, in Royals. I think that was unfair what they did against the Royals. They choked the game against the Royals. They did the tungsten meme, even though they're like 15 and one. I didn't fuck with that. Bro, they fucking they were about to bust when the Angels blew that game. Like they had that tungsten meme loaded up for like three months. <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> I mean, the usual suspects. Oh my god! I don't yeah. even. I don't and, even uh, cross over into tungsten Twitter. Yeah, tungsten Twitter is a bad place. Don't <laughs> don't end up there, bro. No, I don't. I do not like tungsten Twitter. No, uh, but yeah, uh, Joey asked him about Sam Bachman. It's cool, but he he got drafted and like waited two years to come to the majors. We had uh, Zach Neto do it. Like he was playing pony ball two weeks ago. I don't know if you guys saw that. No. So, <laughs> now, if you get drafted and you take longer than it, you know six months to go to the majors, you're not impressive to me. Oh yeah, the, the Angels just call everybody up. They're they are all they are all hands on deck to make the playoffs. And do they need to win the World Series, Jared? They just try to make the playoffs, man. Wouldn't I, that be good enough? No, because that's, everyone, that's also like another element. He said he just wants to win. Like we're winning, brother. Yeah, yeah, I guess. What's you're, the DraftKings off for the Angels to make the playoffs? Minus 500 right now? I don't know offhand, but like the Angels are winning because Shohei's in God mode right now. That's true. Yeah, but it's like, so, why can't he stay there? It's Shohei Otani. He's the Jesus Christ of baseball. He is. And like, this Joe could Adele. just continue. And Joe Adele. And Joe Adele. Joe Adele, I mean, yeah, Joe Adele came up for one game. Dude, check his check his OPS right now. It's like two thousand. <laughs> he played one he's game. He's he's slugging one dot three three baby with a three fifty two WRC plus, and that's what I'm saying. Like, do they really need Shohei? They got Joe Adele. They got Mickey and Moniak. Mickey. They got they yeah. got Zach Neto. These are young kids coming up. The young guys and beasting. Everybody's beasting on the Angels. It, it could be the team of destiny. Because let me tell you, you say the Angels can't win the World Series, and I agree, the Angels cannot uh, win the. Maybe they could, but <laughs> if Shohei goes God mode, which we've seen mm-hmm. he can yeah. in October, out of a wild card. Oh my God! Could they win a World Series? I mean, the Angels might. I mean, listen, the Angels might just pull like they might just. He might turn into Bumgarner. He might pitch a hundred innings in the playoffs and bat every game and never be the same. 
because I think that's what the Angels are in right now. They're like, fuck that. Like, we just need him this year. We know we're not keeping him. Burn him to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And that, let's I, see I what we too. can get. I heard they're just redlining him. Because if he's not going to stay, like, we'll see you. Have fun, like the Stanford kid throwing 200 pitches or whatever. It was 156. Not a big deal. 150. Sorry. They're just going to burn him to the ground. I mean, I, if he leaves, I mean, I'm. I don't like, want to be like the a Cubs, like here, like but. old old Joe Madden did with Chapman. Yeah, <laughs> like that playbook could still be lying around in the Angels dugout or something. Yeah, it took him eight years to get back to 105. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, if he's leaving, then yeah, you're you're playing every day, buddy. Yeah, sorry. I mean, that's what that's what they've been doing this year. He leads the team in innings pitched and plate appearances. No, it's literally everything. He leads the team in everything. It's it's the first time that he's Legit ever been play. vocal about, you know, hey, there are days where I'm a little I'm a little more tired than others, you know? <laughs> it's could you imagine yeah. doing what I do and carrying an entire franchise on my back while doing it? That's kind of what I he was saying. I couldn't imagine the the leverage he has right now with like not even just the Angels, every major league baseball. Yeah, there's yes. Like is there more like it's what I want or nothing. Like, is, has there ever been a more like leverage? Like, is there anyone with more leverage in sports? No, because no, then I you add in the extra layer where I, not that I think he would do this, but if he doesn't get the contract that he wants, he also has the card of, I'll just fucking go back to Japan. Like he could do that too. And then yeah, Rob Manfred, Rob Manfred, if if you're him Would and there isn't a team that like meets his salary demands, like he's gonna have to kick in the difference from the, from the league. <laughs> <laughs> TV shares, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I mean, want if, to lose this guy. The, I was I was just gonna say. Now what happens is whoever your TV rights deal is with, kind of like fighters do with the pay per view points. Like Shohei could be getting points on the fucking on the streams. Like yeah. yeah. We're going to take a look at how many people are streaming the games that I pitch and then the difference in the games that I don't pitch. We're going to come up with a number and we're going to put a dollar value on that. You guys are going to give me that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good? for real. I mean, even even uh, if show even a bad Shohei Otani is like profitable for a team. If you watch him play, like even in away games, Joey. he'll be playing in Texas. It's all Japanese advertisements everywhere. No, say Tampa. Say Every- Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, in Tampa, he fills he fills that bitch up like as I've never seen. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you go to Angels game, it's uh, the whole every wall is just it's Japanese characters. It? Well, it's makes, not, there's no American companies. More the, people in Japan are watching yeah, the Angels true. than Americans. The Angels make fucking forty plus million dollars a year on Shohei merchandise. Oh my god! When, when I was really impressed, is they were playing I, I don't know the Tigers on like a Tuesday, but it was like Otani pillow night, and like. It was, it was the most sold out I've ever seen, and I saw like Ben Verlander walking out with like eight pillows. <laughs> <laughs> like Shohei Otani pillow night was the moment I knew I was like, God damn! I was like, this guy, like, there, you're right. And there was like a yeah, cult Japan Air advertising everywhere. It's like, yeah, like he. That that's when I knew like year two or when he won his MVP. They had pillow night, and it was nuts. Did Dude, you get this a pillow? Is- I got one, yeah. Okay. You want it? Hey, did did I, I get a pillow, Max? Did I get a pillow? We can sh- we can share. I think we'll all fit. We'll all three fit. Mm. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
This is this is Fernando Mania all over again in LA. I'll, I'll bring it to Seattle. We can. Are we doing bunk beds? Yeah, why not? All right. Yeah. Um. All right. But uh. All right. So you uh you mentally prepare yourself for that blockbuster trade, and we're gonna keep an eye on the situation as the See, Angels continue to win baseball games here. Well, like you you say like a bad thing, but like if the Angels bolster up at the deadline, like then then you got like the league's really fucked. Yeah, no, you guys would definitely be a better team not having Shohei, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I know the math doesn't sound right, but i, I got to imagine like 10 guys have got to be able to replace that. Mm-hmm. No, there's definitely going to be a tweet saying like, these 10 players got .3 war, Shohei got that like last night or some shit. Like, they're going to do, I can see that one coming, like already. Yeah. Like, so, in there, right, there is three post-trade. No viable yeah. option. You're yeah. only allowed it to is bat also 10 like, I mean, dude, election. like, it, it is also another fucking, like, you got your hands tied. Like, you want to sign this guy to a 10 year deal? Like, like, can, can you, like, do you do that? Do you want to do that? Like, Max, you guys, you guys signed the corpse of Albert Pools to a 40 year contract. Sure. And I'm, and I'm wondering if they're like, do we do that again? Like, yeah. Cause one of these stops and Rendon. No offense. I know you love Rendon. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. He hit, got hit by a ball the other day. No, so imagine like the the Angels sign that Pujols contract and the Rendon contract, but they draw the line at Shohei Otani. <laughs> Not like, Otani. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't that know. would be. That, I mean, that would be so funny. Yeah, that one that doesn't, actually, that one doesn't They finally wise up. They're like, yeah, maybe maybe don't sign a guy like into his forties and <laughs> that took him to uh, perennial one Hall of Famer, one really good player. Yeah. To, then Otani just goes on to break the all time wins above replacement record, which he probably will, right? Yeah, I uh his home run his home runs have kicked up this week. Like it literally seems like they've won a game now. Uh so if we could do a non pace segment for Shohei's home runs, that'd be great. No, write that down, Joe. <laughs> All right. Mm. Thank you, Max. Oh yeah. Hey, happy Father's Day to you guys. Dallas Thank you. Nuggets. Thanks, uh, buddy. Thank Joey you. and Jared, the fathers of baseball Thank for you. YouTube. Uh, That's yeah, right. So. Thank you so much. Jerry, you got kids out there somewhere, right? Like I got every kids. city. I got two like kids. Denver. Denver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got <laughs> kids in Denver. Hell yeah, man. Well, All right. We'll talk to you. Yeah. Bye, Max. Yeah, I'm good. See you guys. That's Max. Peace. Uh, speaking of Max, Dallas, you're watching some shows on Max, right? Uh, I I use Max. Yes. I, use I, Max. Well, I, I just uh, I told you I was crushing secession. Um, we're going to talk about that because I got questions for you. When it comes to streaming, my first pick is Max. Max has the best entertainment for whatever mood I'm in. Sometimes it's drama or my go-to superhero movies like The Batman or Shazam. Some days I'm into home renovation like Fixer Upper, Welcome to Home or Hometown. Then an hour later, I may crave some comedy like the HBO original Curb Your Enthusiasm or The Big Bang Theory. It's called Classic. And from watching with my family, we love classics like Max Original Sesame Street and the new Max Originals Gremlins Secrets of the Magawi. Don't wait to pick up the best streaming entertainment. Max! With something for every, every mood that I'm in. Anytime. It's always a win. And plans start as little as $9.99 a month. Max! The one to watch. Subscription required. Visit max.com. You are watching Secession, Dallas? Uh, yeah, I, I just, like I said, I just started it. I mean, I'm done with the first season. Yeah. 
Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. What uh thoroughly enjoyed it. How many seasons are there? I think there's four. Let me uh let me pull up my Max app right now mm. and uh take a gander here. When did that um when did that come out? When did that start? 2018? 2018. Uh oh, you know what? I'm offline. I'm not gonna dick with that. Uh the session is American. Yeah, I think there's four ep- or I think there's four seasons. There might even be six. I could be I could be wrong. Looks like there's four. Okay. Four seasons. Oh, there's a this uh it came out this year, the fourth season. Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh it's great for me on the airplane. Is it funny? Dude, it's it's like it's a combination of I I think I asked you this. Have you seen Billions? Have you ever watched Billions? That's the show at the Rock. <clears throat> no, I'm thinking uh, of Ballers. Yeah. No, that's Ballers. Yeah, Billions is financially driven. No. Um Yeah, it's like about hedge funds and <clears throat> crooked motherfuckers. Mm. But it's really like a combination of that and The Office. Oh. Yeah, like just the the comedy, the little quips, and you know, so it's just, yeah, it's funny. And if you've ever seen Shit's Creek, which uh-huh. is hilarious, uh-huh. uh, it's got like some mild hints of Shit's Creek in there too, like okay. just the humor. All right, I'm looking at the cast. I mean, I don't, I don't reckon it. Oh wait, Will Ferrell is an executive producer of the show. Did sure. you know that? No, I do now though. Yeah, you do. Makes sense mm-hmm. why there's that underlying hint of ha 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 ha. Interesting. Um, you know what? I'm gonna kick it to Jake since Jay Hay Jay Hay might be dropping by at some point. But Jake, what's uh, what's something that stood out to you over the weekend? Uh yeah, not sure if you guys saw, but the Red Sox swept the Yankees, and that <laughs> they really did sweep them. Yeah, at wow. Fenway. At Fenway, it really at stood Fenway. out to me. Yeah. What what were your main takeaways from that series? Uh, the Yankees are pretty bad. Yeah, without <laughs> Aaron Judge, they are not a good baseball team. That's just object. That's an objective fact. Because I I, it, I don't know if you've noticed Dallas, but I have not been piling on the Yankees very much this year. Is the is the impact? Uh, I mean, look, we know what the Angels are with Mike Trout, without Mike Trout, with Shohei Otani, without Shohei Otani. It almost feels like the New York Yankees forget how to play baseball when Aaron Judge is not in the lineup. I got crucified for this take. I said, because I think people took it as uh, me saying that Aaron Judge is more valuable than Shohei Otani. I don't believe that. Uh, it's a it's more of an indictment on the supporting cast. The, the Angels are a mediocre to slightly above average baseball team with Shohei Otani. The Yankees can are a division winner with Aaron Judge. Without him, they're fucking terrible. Like, I, like if you if you remove, like, I'm not like you know, Shohei Otani leads the Angels in everything. Like, we're not arguing which player is better. We're not arguing which player is more valuable. But something happens to the rest of the Yankees lineup when Aaron Judge is not in it, and everyone just, I mean, Stanton is a fucking uh, a shell of himself up there. He was what zero for seven with five strikeouts yesterday. Well, it's it's almost treated as the presence of Aaron Judge is like that on a schoolyard. 
where you're friends with the biggest kid. And so you get the choice of whatever ball you want to take out to recess. Mm. Like you, you get to play your game. There's no, no one's really saying much because of how big that fucking guy is. Mm -hmm. So you just have a little more air in your chest now. And everybody kind of feels that way when judge is in the lineup, but when he's gone, it's like that dude didn't even show up to school today. So the idea of you getting the ball fucking gone, the idea of you getting even picked gone, like to hell with playing the game you wanted to play. Like, oh, I wanted to play dodgeball. Well, we're playing fucking kickball. And guess what? You're not even on the fucking team. It feels like that's what happens. It is. It, it basically is that. Uh, and I, <laughs> I'm trying to find the quote now because Aaron Boone essentially was like, he could be back tomorrow. Uh, he could be back in four weeks. Don't know. <laughs> That's a go is a good sign. Yeah. Like I, I'll pull up the, uh, the well, actual. Did I bring it up? It's his back toe, right? It's his right big toe. Yes. His back, his back toe. And as soon as, as soon as it happened, that's what I said. You got to put all that weight on that. He's got to be able to fucking transfer weight drive. That's tough. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to find that quote because, uh, yeah. Okay. Here it is. Asked if Aaron Judge could potentially return before the July 11th All-Star game, Aaron Boone said, quote, I think there's a shot for that. That said, I don't know. I mean, he could be back in a week. He could be back in four. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I when you when you think about the injury, you're not like, man, like, is this is this something that's going to keep him out the rest of the year? Is this going to be an injury that? Uh, affects his performance when he comes back. No, it's more of just like a nagging injury that's going to take some time to heal. And then when it's it's healed, he comes back and he just resumes being Aaron Judge. But for the time being, like this is not something that you have to like forecast long term. He's he's locked in. He's going to be there. He's still in his prime, yada, yada. Uh, but for the time being, we are going to have the discussion on the Yankees roster construction outside of Aaron judge being there. Cause this team fucking stinks. You want to hear some numbers? I do. It's from Paul hemp the, the athletics, no offense. They, uh, they averaged 3.5 runs a game this year. That's about the Yankees without yes. Aaron judge averaged 3.4. Oh my God. So the athletics they are worse suck. Than, they are worse than the athletics. Without Aaron just judge. finding Playoff. their way, just finding their way. <laughs> so you're telling this me, you're telling me that we just spent the first two months of this season talking about how the athletics are the worst team in baseball history and the Yankees without Aaron Judge are worse than that? Yes. Oh, my God. Offensively, yes. That's, That's crazy. tough. That is tough. That's embarrassing company to be in. You want to know why that's tough? Just well, thinking about this like, like, and being, being honest about it. Mm -hmm. There's two completely different messages being sent to the fan bases as far as roster roster construction is concerned and as far as what your aspirations are, right? Because Aaron Boone sits up there in front of the New York media every single day and is selling the idea of being a postseason team, like, like a perennial postseason. Every year, this is who we are. Every year, this is who we are. And he's saying that this year as well. I don't fault him for it, but that's the message. That is not the message coming from Mark Kotze at the moment. Mark Kotze, the manager of the Oakland A's. 
So when you look at the rosters, one group is telling you we are postseason bound this year, next year, from here on out. And the other group is telling you, we know we're going to take some lumps right now. We're going to learn. We got a lot of young guys. We got some other guys trying to figure out how to be everyday players now. They've got that opportunity. They've earned that opportunity. But right now, I can't tell you that we believe us to be ourselves perennial postseason contenders. In fact, I don't know that we're contending for the postseason in any form or fashion this year. Don't know what next year looks like either. So two very different messages, and it's really just about one player. One player. That's Uh, incredible to think about. We welcome in our very own Justin Havens. Um, Good morning. uh, Good morning, Jay. I don't know if you uh, heard the discussion that we've been having. Oh, I've been locked in. Yeah, the Yankees without Aaron Judge are just not very good. Yeah, I felt like that's something we identified pretty early on, too, right? Um, (laughs) In terms of their depth. Your mic cut out. I don't know what happened there. Hello? Are we good? Yes. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, Yeah, I I think all of that is is correct. What stands out to me, I think literally everything you guys said is right. The only thing that I haven't heard yet is that I just think we need to dial back our expectations for what the Yankees franchise is relative to what it was for all of our childhoods. And I think we keep waiting for like them to reassert themselves as the Yank, the Yankees, capital, all capital letters. And that those days are just solidly behind us because what two things are going on here. They're not developing star level talent at the rate that they did that built the dynasties, right? Few teams ever have. And what they did in between post dynasty, what they did to cover up that fact was spend lots of money relative to the rest of baseball. And they're not really, they are second in payroll this year. They're not really doing that in the way that they used to. It used to be the Yankees on payroll and then every other team. And now they're just another big market team. And when you see guys like Anthony Volpe come up and supposed to be the next big thing and he's not performing, and then you have a couple of years prior, you had Glaber Torres look to be a centerpiece type of guy for the franchise. He's very clearly not that type of player anymore. Gary Sanchez came and went. All of these young guys who were supposed to be kind of like the core supporting cast around the superstar that is Aaron Judge, they are they are various forms of average, below average, or not productive at all, um, or well, not on the Yankees for that matter. And then and- most of the veteran-oriented moves that have been made have been either eh, or have run their course, or have been outright unsuccessful. Josh Donaldson, the Josh Donaldson move. They paid $50 million for the right to acquire Josh Donaldson and bring him onto this team. There was opportunity cost there. The Giancarlo Stanton deal, like that was the one big contract acquisition that they made when everybody thought that they'd keep adding, right? They thought it would be Machado and Harper and stuff like that. It ended up being just Stanton. And for as much as I personally have enjoyed watching Giancarlo Stanton's career, there is zero doubt left that he has not delivered on what the Yankees needed out of that transaction over the course of his tenure there. So I just, there's so much going on here, but overall, my my 
The sentiment is, is that the Yankees are not the Yankees and that there is no evidence that they're ever going to return to that level of spending and player development combination. And it's almost like they're okay with letting guys like Kyle Higashioka and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa bear the brunt of why they're not successful as opposed to really honing in on a guy like Giancarlo Stanton or a guy like, as much as we love him, JD. But that move in itself was almost a signal of you're not necessarily interested in growing anything more internally, right? You're, you're okay with Judge and him being the next guy that you can hang your hat on as far as homegrown talent. And then from there, you got Volpe. And like you said, how's that going right now? Yeah. And, and like, you know, DJ LeMayhew was at one point a very successful acquisition for them. And sort of like the Aaron Hicks thing where it was successful and then they extended him into, into a point where he's no longer a productive player. And I think I just looked. DJ LeMayhew, Giancarlo Stanton, and Josh Donaldson have combined for, I believe, 0.2 wins above replacement this year and are being paid something like $80 million combined. So, like, you just, you cannot have that plus the lack of development with young guys, plus Aaron Judge missing games, plus Garrett Cole being the only reliable starter on a week-to-week basis. I, they're just not as good as they used to be. And Who'd you say? Who'd you say? LeMahieu, Donaldson, and who? Stanton. And Stanton. Uh, LeMahieu's uh, at 0.3 wins. Yeah, 0. 0.5. 5. There you go. Yep. So 0. half 5, a win. Stanton, yeah, Stanton's at zero. They just don't have any good players other than Aaron Judge. They have okay players. And think think about all the players who have left and gotten better immediately. Like Joey Gallo has gotten better. Gary Sanchez. Hicks. Hicks. Uh, a role this Chapman this year. It's weird. Like all these guys leave and seemingly are better not on the Yankees. Mm. I are well uh, also remember um Sonny what Gray? happened? Yeah, what about the, uh, well, no, the, didn't the Dodgers, the Dodgers hire the hitting coaches or one of the hitting coaches? One of them, yeah. But I mean, way. It, those, those aren't, you know, those are, those can be very impactful moves behind the scenes that you don't think are going to show up. But now the conversations that you were having aren't being had. Maybe some of the drills you're doing, you're still trying to duplicate, but you're not getting the same, you're not getting the same work out of. And while that balance tries to figure itself out, guys can fall victim to just not being in the same routine, not getting comfortable, not being able to get the same quality of work in. Things change. Now, maybe the eyes that were on you every day, helping you identify little mechanical adjustments that might be necessary. Those eyes aren't on you anymore. You're not having those everyday interactions. So I know you don't want to put a ton of stock in that, I don't think, but I promise you that's a real thing. I know I risk beating a dead horse over the topic of how teams are spending money and putting teams together, but I think this is just a great example of the fact that the Yankees no longer prioritize winning baseball games above everything else, like they did under George Steinbrenner, right? They, under the current generation of Steinbrenners, 
They are prioritizing being an incredibly profitable venture who makes the playoffs most of the time. And that that is there's a world of difference between those two things. And that's why you see people like Jake Bowers and Kyle Higashioka and Willie Calhoun and Kiner Falefa. Like these are bad players who have no business being on a championship caliber club, A, and B, the New York Yankees. And they're just it's just uh well, there's there's also Jay, as you said, to, to be in an, an incredibly profitable franchise. I think a lot of teams have understood that without putting a cap in place, they have still found their means of operation, the areas in which they are willing to operate, and they're balancing success with perceived success and financial success. So when George, the boss, excuse me, because he deserves that respect, when the boss was signing paychecks and signing motherfuckers up, it was to win rings. And that was the perceived success. How are we measuring this? And I know a lot of you listening to this are going to go, that's still the fucking measuring stick, you dipshit. I'd agree to an extent. If now everybody is just selling you the idea as a fan of being competitive as opposed to being the team you can book that's going to the championship. Well, now we've got social media. We've got hype like that to really distract you from the idea that ultimately success is about the ring. So you can do all of these great, these great campaigns, you know, the Aaron judge MVP campaign and both like, so those conversations at times can muddy I think what the perceived success is as opposed to what you would really like to have happen as a fan, which is win a championship. But I think ownerships have understood we can operate in this world right here, make even more money, still have you think we're great because we've got MVP type players that we can rally around. Think about all the social media attention we garner and, oh, you know what, October, we'll get them next year because we're going to show you one hell of an offseason campaign on our Twitter and Instagram and TikTok that you will absolutely get behind. The, the, st- the standard is a championship for the fans and for the players, presumably. It has not been the standard for ownership for a little bit now. And I, that's clear with the product on the field this year because there's no reason it has to be this way. I mean, like, is it fair to say that the, when did the luxury tax kick in? Well, the new level was under the new collective bargaining agreement, which was what, two years ago? A year ago? No, the, I, I'm, I'm talking about the original. Oh, I'm not sure off the top of my head. Um, Six years ago? Just before, like at the end of the last CBA? The $230 million threshold started in 2022, it looks like. Um, It's probably agreed to before that, but... Anyway. Yeah, but I mean, when we first introduced... The luxury tax threshold. Oh, first, 1997. Yeah. What's that? 1997. Yeah, so I don't know. It feels like that's a large enough window for teams to really settle into how they're willing to operate and find that perfect balance between roster construction, perceived success, and actual success. Because it's easy to tell your fans that you're competing year in and year out 
when you're knocking on the door of the postseason or you're in the postseason. So that's an easier level of success to attain than winning the ring, is it not? Uh, no, it definitely is. And I it, here's so then let me sell you guys on that. Like fuck a bridge. How about a footbridge? Can I interest you in a raft? The the Yankees exceeded the luxury tax every year from 03 to 2017. Every single year they exceeded the luxury tax as it was surpa- as it was set up then uh, every year from 03 to 17. So what, 15 seasons of baseball? Um, so, but, but, and they but, have not done so in 21 or 22. And even during that time frame, though, Jay Hay, is it fair to think, I think it is, they were probably in a better financial situation than the majority of other clubs, For which sure. would mean they were more comfortable playing in a sandbox that other teams were not as comfortable playing in. So there during that period was still an ability to operate in an area where other teams weren't quite willing to. Not to say that that doesn't exist now, but you just said they haven't dabbled into that area over the last two seasons. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, because I think the, the penalties now are stiffer, probably because of teams Definitely. like the Yankees. Like, you you could go over 15 straight years. Now, well, you can't go over, like, more than three years without it really fucking, not, it depends. I mean, there I'm sure that there are teams that are going to say fuck it and, and do it anyway, but I can only speak to my own situation over here. The Red Sox and the Mookie Betts trade, and I know that there are plenty of casual baseball fans out there. That are, Why would you trade a player like Mookie Betts and blah 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 blah? Well, if if the Red Sox had kept Mookie Betts and paid him the same contract that he got with the Dodgers, then the tax penalties that they would have had to deal with, if they gave Mookie Betts thirty million dollars a year, it would have been the equivalent of giving him a hundred million dollars a year based but on this- like the, the luxury tax penalties. But these are the conversations that we're now forced to have that are utter, that, that are they're nonsense, right? Because it's just I, I know what you're saying. Like that is factually true that if that Red Sox had done that, but like that's only true because those same teams have instituted this cap, that, right? So like yep. if this cap doesn't exist, then the Red Sox could sign Mookie Betts, or if they didn't sign Mookie Betts, then they would be like. There would be an avalanche of criticism because there would be no thing to point to as this is why we had to let him go. But well, if you impose something on yourself and then thank say, you. and then say, oh, well, wait a second. We can't we have to get rid of Mookie Betts. We cannot pay yeah. him three hundred million dollars because of this luxury tax thing over here. I, I don't know where it came from. I don't know who right. put it in, but we, we can't do it because of this. Well, then now you have something to blame that's vague and opaque and. Fans can kind of get mad at, but not you. Don't get mad at you uh, or me because yeah. I. Well, that, it, it's it's <laughs> utterly bullshit. It's just like it's a completely artificial ceiling that we now have to treat as real because p- uh, owners simply but, don't want to spend at the levels that they used to. Thank you. I was going to say you have to finish it with that one step farther. That this was what they agreed on. This is what they wanted. So that's a massive piece of the conversation that just gets overlooked that that we just you just accept in this conversation but you can't just accept that and then move on like and keep asking those questions no the answer is right there that's the answer there's no other answer that's the answer 
They're operating under self-imposed restrictions. Yeah. And then they're asking you to not acknowledge that. And eventually fans will become so, so it'll become so ingrained that this is how yep. it operates, that the questions will stop and it'll be, this is They'll how baseball away. is. And it'll only be us old ass curmudgeons who are talking about, remember when the, remember the days when teams kept their star players, uh, you know, through their careers and paid market price for the stars. Yeah, that was fun era. Yeah, fun we, era. yeah, we we will we will be talking about the luxury tax the way that the old school was talking about free agency. Like, oh, I can remember when guys stuck with their team, and it's like, well, you can remember when the players didn't have any fucking freedom is what you can remember. Mm-hmm. That's what you remember. I remember players having freedom, but I don't remember owners and teams signing up to keep their players. That's what I remember. So I can remember an era where it took Kurt Flood doing what he did. I I can remember that, right? I, I, was, I didn't live through it, but I'm aware of it. Hmm. I'm also aware of how it's going right now. Even just to bring it back to the Yankees, right? Like they make it to the ALCS. They get swept after a historic season from Aaron judge. And we have this off season where some fans are like, well, my, my team doesn't fucking spend anything. Then you got the Mets and the Padres spending everything. Then you have the Yankees who spent $400 million on Aaron judge. So they're just retaining what they already had. And then they go out and give a boatload of money to Carlos Rodon, who hasn't pitched a game yet for them this season. So when you have the battle of, man, I really wish my team would spend more. Some of the financial decisions that were made, and I'm not not saying Aaron Judge was a bad decision. Of course, he was a great decision. Um, But the teams that spent the most money this past offseason, I would say a majority of them are not in the position that they thought that they would be in at this point. The Mets, the Padres, and the Yankees for spending as much money as they did. No, but I mean, this is why this conversation is fun because for every one of us that's going to scream, spend money, keep your players, pay the stars, blah, blah, blah. There's an argument that says I could spend all the money I want on all of the stars. And that doesn't guarantee me first place. That doesn't even guarantee me a trip to the postseason. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, it's almost like what, what would you say? What would you say to those teams that have spent that kind of money that aren't in that conversation right now. Like if you're the Padres, right? A game below 500, I think. But on the outside of the wild card conversation, looking in right now, having spent what you have spent. And then think about the Cincinnati Reds. That's the team that's ahead of you in the wild card race, spending what they have spent. And let's go one step farther. How about the Miami Marlins? So now you're looking at all these teams that haven't spent anywhere near what you have willingly put on the table. So why would the Reds look at the Padres and go, that's what we need to do. We need to shift gears and just start signing 12-year, $100 million, $200 million, $300 million deals to guys north of their prime. Well, a sport of baseball where success is completely disconnected from spending money uh, is a sport that I'm going to check out on 
uh, if that's where it heads out, because that is going to be super shitty. I don't want every what team do you mean to be in Marlins. What do you mean if? What do you mean if? Completely. Not, I'm increasingly so. I'm saying if 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 the model is what the Cincinnati Reds have done over the last half decade, I'm fucking out. I am out. Okay. Well, now 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 listen, listen, and I'm not I'm not being a dick to you when I say this, but just think about what you just said three and a half minutes ago yeah. about eventually the questions will stop. Well, you're already at a point where you say it. First, like it hasn't happened, and then you quickly realize, fuck, it is happening this way. Okay, all right. If it happens any more than it's happening, though, I'm I'm fucking out on it, and and I'm with you. I'm with you every step of the way. But just think about the conditioning that we have undergone for sure as consumers of this sport, even yourself, to the extent that you are inside, right? Yes. Like so, but I am way more critical. I I view this sport with a much more critical eye than I did even ten years ago, and I think. You can okay. only go so far down that road before you're asking so many questions all the time that it's like, what what is happening here? What is what is well, what I, is this? I, I I hope that what you see on the horizon is a highway to success and not a fork in the road that you have to take because that that sucks. I, I I'm with you, and I think a lot of people eventually get there because now we start to fall into a level of parity in our sport that doesn't seem like it's you know. A, a brand of entertainment that you would really want to rally behind, especially in an effort to grow this game. Speaking of spending money, the only thing I'm going to be spending money on out in Arizona is on Blue Moons. Blue Moons. Got my flight tonight. Next time we do a podcast together, I'll be in sunny Arizona sipping on a ice cold Blue Moon. And beer is a tried and true baseball tradition, but when Blue Moon is the only beer blue, uh, brewed by baseball, Blue Moon was born in a ballpark, first brewed at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. Make it your one-of-a-kind baseball tradition, whether you're at the park or watching from home. Dallas, what do you, you want? Are you going to be drinking some Blue Moons after the game tonight? Are the A's playing tonight? Buddy, I got an off day. Oh, wow. Good for you. So you're going to be drinking Blue Moons all day. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably have a moon or two uh prior to checking out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm. Yeah, I love that's the Rock and Roll down. Hall of Fame. That's going down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Love Cleveland. Love the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Love Blue Moon with its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander. Blue Moon Belgian style wheat ale is a one of a kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Blue Moon was brewed by baseball to give you a dose of nostalgia and get you excited for the new season. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something that's one of a kind? It's bold flavor, bright explosion of a color and iconic orange slice ritual guarantees a one of a kind beer experience. Perfect for spring weather. Best served with its signature orange garnish showcases beautiful bright color. A beer this good only comes around once on a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Keep baseball traditions alive with Blue Moon Belgian style wheat ale. It's a one of a kind every time. Check out shop.bluemoonbrewingcompany.com for baseball merch and get uh, and visit get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket to find Blue Moon delivery options. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. Blue Moon made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden Colorado Ale. Uh, also, shout oh. out to all the baseball is dead listeners who, when they are going across ballparks all over the country and they are sipping on blue moons and sending us the pictures of them drinking blue moons at baseball games. We appreciate that. 
We appreciate we do. you I, guys. I, I just saw a funny tweet from, uh, <laughs> and that's baseball at, and that's BB. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was tweeted last night, mm-hmm. but, uh, it says Brian Cashman chose Clint Frazier over Bryce Harper, Miguel Andahar over Manny Machado, mm-hmm. Jose Trevino over Sean Murphy, Josh Donaldson over Matt Chapman, and IKF over Seeger and Cora. Correct. At what point does the seat get hot? Was the question posed? Mm. Yeah, it's a valid question. You you do forget about like the Sean Murphy acquisition as it relates to them, though, because it's like I was focusing on the free agent signings and the prospects failing, but like, why couldn't they have made that move? <laughs> it's not like the price was prohibitive that Atlanta paid. He'd be their second best player. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's shameful that we've made it over an hour into this podcast and we haven't mentioned the eight-game winning streak by the Cincinnati Reds that they're riding right now. They're hot. They are hot. They're red hot. Oh, (laughs) Oh, you fucking wordsmith, you. You know what I mean? (laughs) Hey-oh. They uh, this started in a series against the St. Louis Cardinals. They lost the first game, took the next two. Then they swept the Kansas City Royals. And everyone's thinking, oh, big fucking deal. You swept the Kansas City Royals. Well, guess what? They went into Houston and they swept the Astros. Uh, with one of those games being an ass beating, a 10-3 victory on Saturday. They put up another nine runs on Sunday. The Cincinnati Reds entering play today. Today is Monday, a re-entry Monday. Are only a half game back of first place. And that's with the Milwaukee Brewers winning three straight. Uh the Cincinnati Reds are a half game back of first place. So I have to do it, Dallas. I have to do it. I'm going to make you guys an offer. June 19th. Is there anyone here willing to, because I know no one picked the Cincinnati Reds. Is there anyone here willing to come off their NL Central pick and go with the Cincinnati Reds to win the NL Central in our Lord's year of 2023. Is anyone taking my offer? This is the final offer. You won't get a chance to pick them after today. I mean, if you're asking me to climb off the fucking pirate ship, especially after the news <laughs> we got last night. Well, we'll I get mean, there. We'll get there. Wait, but there's no way you picked the Pirates to win the division. No, he didn't. I don't think I can come off the pick. <laughs> you don't even know who you picked. I picked the Brewers. You did? I did. Okay. Jake, do we have our pick somewhere for the division? I think someone someone tweeted me yesterday and they said they went back and listened to our predictions podcast. And they were like, it's insanely funny how wrong all of you were about everything. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I picked the Cardinals. I'm pretty right. sure I picked Ronald Acuna Jr. to win MVP and Showtime to win MVP, but whatever. Talk shit. You're an idiot. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face. Yeah, but- D- Dallas picked Alec Manoa to win the Cy Young Award. Yeah. And it could still happen. Yep. 
<laughs> He's down there getting right. He is. Yeah. Jared, that was your pick. Actually, you picked it. You selected him first. Did I? Yep, you did. And then you just you just couldn't help yourself and you got over. No, it was it was like, I mean, what? it was my pick. It was my pick as well, mm-hmm. but you selected him first. So I blame you. Mm-hmm. You're the reason we got here. And I apologized to Blue Jays fans on your behalf. On my behalf? Uh, on our behalf. I mean, I'm trying to find I'm trying to find our picks. Okay. I see I see manager of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I only see manager of the year. I mean, I'll tell you this. I picked the Cardinals and I would gladly hop off of that bandwagon. But the problem is not for any of the other teams in the NL Central. Can you, <laughs> can I take an offer for like a team not in Central to win the Central? Because that's the only way I think I'm switching all of these teams. I don't have a great deal of confidence in any of these teams sustaining anything over any stretch of time this season uh, although i will say this the definition I, I, of a crap shoot yeah i've lost confidence in the cardinals coming back though that's what i will say um and the, the tone out of there is all wrong and their defense sucks uh and i don't know that the rest of the team is good enough to turn things around in spite of that so maybe it'll be the reds maybe it'll be the pirates maybe it'll be the brewers but i'm not taking your offer because if you're a Reds fan listening to this, I'm sorry that my co-hosts are such Debbie Downers. <laughs> like these guys it, have it, no feel. I, I I'm happy to talk about the good things going on with the Reds. I just don't want them to win the. I, I don't have them to win the division. If they do, that's fine. But well, they're gonna. I'll tell you what. It's an it's an enticing offer. Because mm-hmm. if you're picking between the, because I picked the Cardinals, and it's like. How much do you have any faith in the Cardinals? You don't. I'm looking at the 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 odds to win the division right now, and the Brewers are heavily favored. They have a 55% chance to win the division, but even that's like a 50-50 chance. But everybody else, like right now, the Cubs have the second best odds to win this division somehow. Aren't they in second to last? Yeah. They're four games back. I mean, it's not it's not much of a difference. They're all around ten percent, and even even the Cardinals right now are at a ten percent, and Reds are at eleven percent. And it's just yeah. what to make the playoffs to win the division. Oh, to win the division. Yeah, I mean the car like that. The thing about this, the Cardinals are what ten games out of the wild card spot right now. And they have just as good a chance of winning the division as the Cincinnati Reds. That's what that's what this is telling you right now. Did none of our none of our division picks got like? Oh wait, okay, it's a slideshow. Okay, no, I'm only seeing awards. I don't see any graphics on social media. Oh wait, let's just keep it that way. I think at this point, yeah, yeah. There's no need to yeah. reissue graphics that have just fucking bad picks all over them. I don't think that our division picks got tweeted. That's good. Let's focus on the award stuff because I feel like there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of good things happening there outside of Manoa. Mm-hmm. Well, Spencer Strider has kind of torpedoed his case recently. All right. Well, yeah. that's not going well either. But 
there certainly yeah. have to be other good things happening with the awards if there aren't. Yeah, Corbin Carroll MVP talk or uh, yeah, yeah, Corbin uh, absolutely. Yeah. Carroll Acuna. Uh, yes, yeah, MVP rookie of the year. Sorry, Hunter Manager Brown. of the year. Uh, so Bowmel, Bowmel. Yikes, Bob Guerin. <laughs> that could still happen. That one's actually looking maybe the best. Scott Service. Snit. Mm. I mean, Snit. That's Snit. Phil made Nevin. Default into it. Phil Nevin. That's that's still alive for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, rookie of the year. We got Casas. That's not looking great. Guy needs to talk to Poppy. Yeah, Yoshida. I don't see any love for. Wait, did Dallas go Josh Young? Mm-hmm. You did? That's going to hold up. Good for you. You know what? I think I'm going to switch the Reds. You are? Officially. You're and you know why? The Reds. Why? It's because Joey Votto's coming back this week. Yeah, yes. I the believe. The couldn't be stronger. He's been tweeting. He's been talking about a school bus or something. I haven't watched, but he's <laughs> he's coming back. They, got, they only have one guy in their starting lineup over the age of 30. And, uh, I think Vado comes back as the old man with the gray beard and just says, boys, follow me to the success land. Mm. And Alexis Diaz is a closer. You've seen this motherfucker carrying his family name. His brother died in the WBC and now he's in, he's the best closer in the league now. Yeah, he harnessed his powers. Not a lot of people Diaz are talking burst. about how Dallas's uh, National League Cy Young pick was Justin Verlander. <laughs> man, you, Talk Nationally. about a guy who knows pitching, Manoa and Verlander. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looks like Joey had DeGrom. Fuck. <laughs> hey, his numbers were good. Yeah, his he was good. amazing. Uh, me and Dallas having Trey Turner for the NL MVP. That's not going to hold up. All right. So these aren't really any better than the division picks. No. 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 <laughs> no. It's more, just more carnage. No. Mm-hmm. Not great. All right, twenty twenty four. That's what I'm looking. Hey, we'll ahead get them to. next yeah. year. Yeah, it'll be a bounce back year. Yep. No problem. Yeah. Yep. No problem. No problem at all. Uh, but in the world, stick sticking to the uh, the National League here, there was some big news outside of the eight game winning streak for my Cincinnati Reds. There was something else that happened in the NL Central. That's noteworthy. Just when you needed an injection of life. Just when the crew started to look weary and weather beaten. Well, what does a good captain do? They batten down the hatches, they raise the sails, and you head headlong into that fucking storm. And maybe you stop off in port and you sign up another bucko, another pirate to the crew who can help you get to where you need to go to land on that X of destiny on the treasure map. Enter Henry motherfucking Davis. That's right. We're going to go ahead and... Henry Davis 
on up to the Grande Ligas. He is here and he is ready. Let me give you some numbers to chew on for Henry Davis. Hitting 284 in AAA, 433 on base, 541 slug. That's good for a 974 OPS. He's got 11 jacks, 10 doubles, swinging it and swinging it well. Jay Hay, I, I think you'll like this. In 2022, like in 2022, you're going to love it. Through 212 at bats, he had 10 homers, 12 doubles, 21 walks, 51 strikeouts. Again, 212 at bats. This year, in 183 at bats, he has 11 home runs, 10 doubles, <clears throat> 40 walks, and 46 strikeouts. So has significantly reduced the K to walk, still banging the baseball around. That right there is what you call necessary growth to get that ass to the grandes. And he's fucking here. All right, good. Um, may I look out for the next version of the O. Henry candy bar? That's going to be very exciting. We have lost our way as a podcast. If we are doing the Pirates intro theme coming off of a six game losing streak where they've been outscored whoa, 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 43 whoa, to 17. Whoa. Hey, 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 y- you know what you sound like? You sound like someone caught up in the numbers. I was so That's confused like. as to why that music started playing. <laughs> And then, well, now you're not. I was like, wait a second. Well Aren't the Pirates aware. on a six-game Now your L? ass is on the way to go get Lila fucking Henry Davis jersey. <laughs> 40, 26 runs they were outscored by over the last six games. I think they need about eight Henry Davises. Uh, Jesus. Raise it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah you're six. right. Some call him Jesus. He likes to go by Henry Davis because he's humble and hungry, Jay Hay. Mm. I'm glad that happened because I was saying this time last week, the Pirates were fighting back. They were in first place. We said the Buckos are back. And then I was thinking, I'm right with Jay. I was like, I, didn't they just lose six in a row? Everyone in the division. They just lost six division games. But I'm glad that I was misinformed and they have a top catching prospect coming up. So who gives a fuck if they a lost one, six one. games? One, one. Yeah, yeah. back. And, and my, um, I've got a, I've got a, I got a very good friend in a very uh, important position in that organization. So I was privy to this a while ago that this was something that was probably on the horizon. And uh, like just conversations with other folks around the organization are like, like the dude is just, he's like, he's forcing the hand and he's one of the more intelligent players. Like he, he gets the numbers around the game. He just, he gets it, and he, like he knows how good he is, and that's what I think I'm excited to see is like the from what I've understood and what I've gathered, you know the the cerebral aspect of his game paired with just his ability is is really fun to watch. So I, I can't wait to see it unfold on the uh, on the big league level. Uh, I mean, look, anytime anytime your one on one shows up, that's something to be super excited. about. So he's uh, we can get him on the podcast because we were pals. I met him at the all star game in Denver. I believe that was the year he got drafted. What? Twenty one. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think they had the draft class there and he he came up, met him there. And then when I started tweeting the college highlights, he would always like slip me 
his boys at Louisville. They got to eat this one. <laughs> so if I was ever tweeting Louisville highlights, it was because Henry Davis was looking out for his guys being like, oh, just in case you didn't see this highlight here. Um, you know what? That's that, I, I think that's going to be. Uh, oh, man. Because my my boys from the Renegades of the Rotunda, they owe me a uh, they owe me a Clemente jersey. But mm. I might have to shift gears because I have a Clemente jersey. Wow. I might have to shift gears and get a Henry Davis jersey. That's going to be quite the quote card. Fuck Roberto Clemente, Dallas Braden. <laughs> wow. No, no, no. I have a Roberto Clemente jersey. People are, people are not going to know what to make of that. Already. <laughs> and may be requesting the Henry Davis. Get fucked, Roberto. Dallas <laughs> Braden. No. Yeah. Bad Wi-Fi. Two other quick things on this transaction. Uh, it, I'm assuming he's going to play catcher as a one-one at least most of the well, he's time. A catcher. What's that? So he is a catcher. No, no, I know he is a catcher. Um, <laughs> I'm saying that he's going to come up and play it immediately. It's interesting. The guy he's replacing is at least most of the time is Austin Hedges. Uh, if Henry Davis hits it all, it's going to be a real change of pace because. There is not a worse offensive player in baseball over the last five years than Austin Hedges. Literally not, the worst. Hey, not there for the offense, That's though, fine. Jay. That, not there for I the understand. offense. He's a great catcher, framer, all of that sort of stuff. But strictly on offense, over the last five seasons, he has over 1,200 plate appearances, and he has a 171 batting average and a 521 OPS. You, there are no worse offensive players other than Jackie Bradley Jr. in Major League Baseball. Uh, secondly... I just want to know, and I know raise it, all of that stuff. Uh, their play, their playoff odds were cut in half by the six-game losing streak. So they went from 22% oh, yeah. to 9%. Um, so lower it. It's all right. Lower it. Are you saying I will fucking assault you when I see you next time? I can't Are wait. You it's saying been a while since I've that seen they don't have a six or seven stretch in them. Is that what you're saying? You're saying that they they can lose six. Actually, you know what? They're... Let's make that bet. Let's. That's a bet. I, that's a bet I'm interested in. Whether the Pirates have a we can do six, we'll do six because it's six. A six game winning streak over the remainder of the season. Fuck yes. I mean, they've already Absol- won eight straight before, right? Absol- I, I understand. Absol- I'm, I'm saying over the remainder of the season. Obviously, an eight yeah. game so winning streak that already happened doesn't count. Jay Hay more than willing to take up and pay or, or get my Roberto Clemente jersey since the Renegades are going to take care of my Henry Davis jersey. Uh-huh. All right, I like so, that, Jay Hay. So if you win the bet, I get you a Roberto Clemente jersey. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Correct. And if I win, I'm going to think about it for a sec, but I'll I'll have what jersey I want by the end of the podcast. If 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 you if you win, I will um I will adopt an elephant in the name of Isla for for the next year. Okay. What does adopt an elephant mean? Nothing. It means I it's pay like, for the fucking like 10, elephant like to be fed. And... Month. Don't take the deal. Do? No, it's not. Don't I'll look into this. I'm no, not familiar with the elephant adopted adoption. I've giraffes game. before. It's not, it's not expensive. <laughs> I've adopted giraffes. I have. Before. I Jared, have. Milton, I, I, his name is Milton. <laughs> we have a... We you guys still in touch or no? Uh, yeah, I mean, this was in like 2012, but uh, yeah, I adopted a giraffe named Milton. It was not an expensive thing. So was it a don't... rewarding experience? Yeah, 
Sounds I'd like say that. that's a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you, you're helping a fucking giraffe, but at the end of the at the end of the day, <laughs> uh, the, the the value of a jersey is <laughs> is higher than the value of of sponsoring a elephant. Oh no! <laughs> See what what Jared's trying to do, Jay Hay, is put a price tag on your child's integrity, and if that's what you <laughs> if that's what you want to if that's yeah. what you want to allow to happen, Dallas is like, oh no no no! Instead of the hundred fifty dollar jersey. <laughs> How about I give an elephant $11? (laughs) I think Jay Hayes' child would much rather have an autographed Harold Baines jersey. You know what? I think that's the right call. I think a Harold Baines jersey is the right call. Yeah. Okay. Done. It's a a fucking jersey swap. You can can pick the team that he played for because God knows he played for all of them. (laughs) What team is he most known for playing for? Socks, yeah, the so- white socks. probably socks than Orioles, I would guess. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna, do? <laughs> I'm gonna get a Harold Baines jersey. Give me an Oakland A's Harold Baines, and instead of Ooh. instead of his number on the back or instead of his name on the back, I'm gonna get meter on the <laughs> back. <laughs> Baines meter. That's funny. Uh, all right, I'm in on this bet. <clears throat> it's a good Done. bet. God. Come on, Buckos! <laughs> Dallas is trying to slip out of a jersey bet by buying a box of peanuts in Africa. <laughs> it's not, it's, you will stop it's not, nothing to just be the worst person to make bets with. Or not. Oh, oh you will stop. Dallas out here saving animals. What a yeah. dick. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. You mean to tell me this guy wants to fucking feed and water endangered species? Mm-hmm. Asshole. Yeah. Hand up. Hand up what? I I I care about Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sue me. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of things before we get out of here. Uh, some love to Corey Seager. I saw this tweet. The MLB leader in weighted runs created plus minimum 150 plate appearances is now Corey Seager, who is at 193. His 1076 OPS is the highest by a shortstop through his first 40 games of the season since Manny Machado's 1084 OPS in 2018. It's the ninth highest OPS by a shortstop through 40 games since 1901. That's from Brent McGuire, BMAGS94 on Twitter. Um, Yeah, Corey Seager, that was one of those deals that at the time, you know, we had the the shortstop free agent barrage. Guys were going all over the place. It was a carousel of shortstops and free agency. And Seager goes to Texas, and everyone was like, "All right, you know, he like he he was a guy, but he wasn't the guy in L.A. Uh, he's going to Texas. I mean, that sounds like a highest bid type situation. Like, congrats on the bag. And instead of that being the situation, he's now found himself on the team with the best offense in baseball with uh, the second best record in the American league for the first place, Texas Rangers. So he's one of the best offensive performers on the best offensive team and the best team in the AL West. So congrats to Corey Seager. You made the right call, sir. Good call. That half billion dollar infield starting to pay off. It's starting to pay off. 
because Marcus Simeon, your boy, is holding up his end of the deal. We were talking about Shohei Otani earlier. Shohei Otani's 117.1 mile per hour home run off of Zach Greinke's 69.7 mile per hour curveball is the Biggest hardest separation. batted ball on a pitch slower than 70 miles per hour in the Statcast era. No, <laughs> no two cool. people I'd want involved more in that stat than those two. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, <For> real. <laughs> the original two way against the goat two way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, I mean, we have to talk about the the Braves. Joe, the fuck are they doing? Charlie Culberson. They That's had hilarious. Charlie Damn. Culberson, really? <laughs> his dad was set to throw out the first pitch on Father's Day. And they fucking shit can them before the game. And they're like, well, I guess we can have. Uh, who threw out the first pitch? Whose dad was it? I don't uh, know. Uh, Wasn't it Michael Harris, the second? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Very good. He deserved it. He deserved it more. I don't have a problem with it at all. I mean, the real feel good story would be to let his dad still throw out the first. Like, how do you. As someone who has thrown out a first pitch at a big league game, the feeling of finding out, hey, by the way, you just you were so nervous about this. You were probably anticipating this. You probably told all your friends about it. You probably have friends and family in the stands waiting for this to be told, oh, your son, not only are you not getting your day, but your son is jobless (laughs) on Father's Father's Day. Day. How do you do that? How do you do that? I don't know why. That was scheduled in the first Charlie Charlie Culberson has been on the Braves for like, I think, three weeks and hasn't entered a game like I I think most Braves fans wouldn't even know he was on the team right now. It's kind of weird that was scheduled, but it was a bad circumstance. Did we lost our catcher? We had no backup catcher. What happens? Our catcher gets hurt. You got to cut him. That's fine. But why can't you still let his dad throw out the first pitch anyway? Because he's not on the fucking team anymore, bro. Oh, my God. And yeah, that family and they, stuff, they, it's not, it's, it's, well, there's it's rules. There's family. like, there's rules against people, <laughs> like people that aren't on the roster being yeah. considered non-uniformed personnel mm-hmm. coming down on the field. And if you're a part of the organization, like, you know, it's <clears throat> because I can remember 2010, no, 2010, 2011, I think it was 2010. Um, they were putting up a, uh, they were putting up a like a graphic or whatever out on the wall uh commemorating our our perfect game and landon had just been sent down just been sent down and so they were trying to tell us like yo he's not going to be able to go down there and i was like well i'm not going to go i'm not going to go down on the field and do this unveiling of this without my catcher like that's not going to happen so you can either delay the unveiling or Landon's coming down. One of the two. So like I, I, I can remember that being like an issue. So behind the scenes type deal. I, I think that's a fuck. that's they, a thing. They have celebrities <laughs> there all the time. It yeah, but that's bad. playing. First, that's and they're first, not the first pitch, Dallas. He's not playing shortstop. Buddy, I'm just telling you, like there's a whole like like the competitive integrity claw, blah, 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 blah. Like I remember getting the whole rundown on it. Like, no, this is why, because Landon's, though he's not uniformed player, he's still a part of the organization. He's still on the 40-man roster, but he's not on the active roster, so he can't be in uniform down on the field. Like, it just, I was like, whoa, whoa. 
look, do whatever we got to do right now, but he's coming down. Mm. It's, 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 it's it. It is fucked up. And it's fucked up. You see, the, Bra- the Braves just like don't have a backup infielder. Like Matt Olson, Ozzy Albies, and Austin Riley have all played every single game this year. Hmm. Hogs. Absolute hogs. Uh, in Seattle, there is a home plate and pitching rubber inlaid in the cement just outside of the clubhouse, right into the field access tunnel, so that if you're throwing out the first pitch, you can play catch right there and get a feel for the distance so that when you walk out onto the field, you will have not just seen 60 feet, six inches for the first time. You'll have a feel for how far you got to get the baseball. Mm, that's pro. I don't shit. think they have that in any other stadium. That's cool. I didn't need it, but yeah, I could see how people that aren't good at it would need something like that. <clears throat> Speaking about being, being good at things. The baseball is dead parlay. It's Monday. Oh, yeah. Does everyone have their picks? Yes. Oh, you bet mm-hmm. your sweet ass. Mm. Um, Joe actually like- guaranteed a winner. Ooh, strong. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Also, I don't <clears throat> know why I expected Joey to have any sympathy for Culberson, the, the Culberson family. <laughs> I don't know. You went to the wrong person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They understand what it's like. They know. (laughs) They know. Um, Joseph, your your parlay pick. I'm going to go with big bad Carlos Correa Mm. to get a hit against your Red Sox. Okay. He hits Paxton well. I know this is a new Paxton, new and improved. Yeah, it is. But Correa can't pass the physical but he can get a hit tonight and that's what i'm going for okay book it correa to get a hit dallas uh i'm gonna call this the hunter brown mowdown hunter brown to log over five and a half punch outs he will log six or more uh hunter brown has 27 punch outs in his last 17 and two-thirds innings the San Francisco Giants, as a club, have the third most punch-outs as a team. So I like Hunter Brown and the over at five and a half, sitting at minus 135. I don't think they're playing the Giants. No? What did I look at? They're playing the Mets. <laughs> what the fuck was I looking at? I don't know. Some other oh, thing. Christ, dude. It had a... Uh, what? I, that probably helps you more, brother. Yeah, that's, that's good news. Sad. That's good news. <laughs> no, we're oh, I mean, I promise you, it's the Mets. It, it, strikeouts no, I, are I, still I, I, over yeah. under five point five, though. So that. But that, I'm trying. Oh, okay. I know why. All right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'll still, I'll still take. Uh, even though I haven't looked. At, God damn it. <laughs> I don't, why did I? What the fuck? What What was I looking at? You're not locked. Oh, you know, you know what I did. I this is exactly what I did. Because uh, on the sports book, I read Hunter Brown, and then the game right below it is the Padres Giants game. So I just locked in on Hunter Brown on the over, and then looked down and saw Giants, and was like, "Yep, that's the play." Hmm. But I'm still gonna go Hunter Brown, okay, just because of the way he's been throwing the ball. I don't give a shit what the Mets are doing. Not much. 
Jay Hay, your pick. I am locked in, and I'm going to take the Blue Jays on the road <laughs> against the Marlins. Uh, Jose Barrios on the mound for Toronto. He has a 1.94 ERA over his last eight starts, and Brian Hoeing is going for the Marlins, and that's very likely to be a one or two inning outing. I don't trust the Marlins bullpen to get through the Blue Jays offense over the remaining six or seven innings, so I'm taking the Blue Jays and Barrios. Money line. Love that. Okay. It might be, it might be time to start fading the Marlins if you're into that type of thing. If you're into that type of thing. <clears throat> Um, for me, Salvador Perez, two plus total bases. Uh, he is fifth in major league baseball in slugging percentage against right-handed pitching. He's going up against Reese Olsen of the Detroit Tigers. He is, uh, he's 13 and a third innings. He's got a 608 ERA. Uh, he's 23 years old. He's gonna he's gonna whimper in the bright lights when he sees a veteran like Salvador Perez in the batter's box. Salvador <laughs> Perez, two plus total bases. That might be the worst pitching matchup of the year right now. <laughs> this this game with Olsen versus Jordan Lyles. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the what the over is, but these offenses suck so bad. It's probably not even that crazy. But damn, that is gonna be a uh. A bad game. Over yeah. under is nine. So mm-hmm. it's like middle of the pack for tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, um, by the way, Salvador Perez, maybe the weirdest 48 home run season ever in 21. Came out of nowhere. Like 48. literally nowhere. He's never even hit 30 home runs in any other season. Anyway, sorry. Weird, <laughs> weird career overall. Good, but weird. Champion. No doubt. He bet on himself. He's only 33. He's only 33. What? I would think he's older than that, but no. Let me tell. Yeah, he got the Royals World Series Champions logo tattooed on his bicep, and that was in 2015. Like, that's a risky thing. Like, what if you get spend the rest of your career with another team? It's like you just got the Royals logo on you. Isn't it weird how much leadership credit Eric Hosmer got for the Royals, and it's really been Salvador Perez the whole time? <laughs> I wonder what that's about. <laughs> Let the man rest, Jay. Hey, <laughs> no. I haven't, I haven't thrown a <laughs> shovel of dirt on in a few weeks. <laughs> if if we had Eric Hosmer on the podcast, what would the first question be that you asked him? Um, I mean, I, it would probably be, "Do you think my propaganda cost you future employment?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all know that executives from Major League Baseball teams listen to this podcast. Yeah, and have been following exactly. at Jay Hey Kid on Twitter for. Years, years, borderline decades. At the Most point. of my 13,000 are front office members. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what, man. Vinny Pascatino is down right now. They might make the call. The oh, reunion. My, dude, you know what? You're right. <laughs> they yeah. probably are going to do that. I didn't even think about that. That is going to yeah, happen. That's a season ending surgery, huh? Yeah. 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 Oh my God, they really are. Oh, Might the as Wizard well. of Haas. Just fucking, <laughs> where the hell's Moose? Is he still in Colorado? Yes. Oh, yeah. Call them up. Bring the whole gang back. I mean, I'm honestly, who gives a fuck? This team is so bad. 
might as well do a reunion tour for the time when you were good. I'm coming home. I'm coming <laughs> home. Tell the world I'm coming home. Let the yeah. rain I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if Hosmer actually does sign with the Royals, like Joey says, that's emergency podcast material. <laughs> Even if I boot it up and put out one myself. Uh, God. Wow. That'd be the most. That would be quite the ever. moment. Yeah, I'm rooting for it. Fit right in with all their people who don't have an OPS that hits 700. <laughs> all right, uh, that's it from us. Any final thoughts, anybody? I got some nugs. Little nug yeah, let's dump. Hit the, let's hit some nugs. All right. Uh, you hit on Corey Seager, so I'm going to skip past that one. Uh, one thing I did want to mention during the red segment that I didn't get to is uh, Hunter Green possibly turning a corner. Um, over his last 21 and third innings, he's got a 2.31 ERA and a 160 opponent batting average. That would obviously be a game changer for the Reds uh, and help Joey now that he's hopped off onto the Reds. Um, yeah. Michael Harris, another guy that we talked about, as bad as you can possibly be and still stay in the majors uh, through the first part of this season, he had a 490 OPS on the season prior to his last 12 games, during which he's hit 478 with a 1305 OPS. That stretch alone has raised his season-long OPS 219 points. So he's gone from 490 to 709 in two weeks. Um, this is a shout-out to last night's Sunday Night Baseball, Brian Bayo. Um, one of the Sox top prospects looks like he might be developing to something that they need over his last nine starts, 52 innings pitched with a 2.60 ERA. Mm. And it was nasty as shit last night against the, uh, the Yankees, particularly with that changeup. And then Lance Lynn did something that has not been done in 12 years. And that's strike out 16 or more in a start and lose. Mm. White Sox are really uplifting. Uh, first time somebody has done that since Cliff Lee in 2011 those are my notes damn shout out to lance lynn <laughs> i saw that i actually had that in the notes damn. that was uh 16 yeah lance lynn 16 strikeouts l the list of people who have done that i mean obviously you have to be special to get to 16 most of the time mm -hmm. cliff lee jake pv in 06 big unit in 01 Pedro in 2000 and then big unit in 99 and big unit in 97. And then you have to go all the way back to 89 to find another example. So the people on this list, it's like 75% hall of famers. Um, don't think Lance is Lynn's it, gonna is get it there, but. 16 strikeouts and get the loss or 16 wins and your team loses. No, no, no. I, I specified that pitcher had to lose. Was the 16 strikeout loss for Pedro. Do you have the teams in front of you? I do. Was it Tampa? It was. Yeah. That was a nine inning, one earned run, one walk, 17 strikeout game. They lost Steve tracks, tracks, school tracks. They lost one to nothing. And it was Mr. Steve Traxel who threw, uh, who himself went nine innings, three hits, zero runs, three walks and 11 strikeouts. Man, what a fucking game. The fact that I know I'd that. like to watch that. Yeah, that's a good, it's a nice recall by you, but it, this is a great matchup too, for, uh, naming some guys. The Rays had. Uh, Greg Vaughn, Jose Canseco, Fred McGriff, Vinny Castillo, and Kevin Stocker. Funny story about Kevin Stocker. I knew a kid whose mom dated Kevin Stocker in elementary oh. school. Shout out. Um, that ended up being much less cool than I thought it was going to be when I was a kid. Um, 
And then the Red Sox had Trot Nixon, Carl Everett, Troy O'Leary, Veritek, Pedro. Mm. Those are the days. Brian Daubach was hitting 341 with a 1039 OPS at that point. Yeah, he was. Dobbs. Oh, Dobber. <laughs> Dobber. <laughs> uh, Joseph, final thoughts? How about the freaking Giants sweeping the Dodgers right now? Mm. Yeah. Uh, this weekend to that take was... over the Dodgers. And it, 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 I mean, who saw that coming? The Reddit was I mean, all over Jay Hay. I don't know how I skated on that one, but <laughs> I, I fucking <laughs> I, I called them boring. And then Jay Hay was like, you're right. They are boring. And then doubled down on it. And the Reddit was like, take that, Jay Hay, you oh. fucking bitch. <laughs> oh, I got in there. Did you? I, oh, hell yeah, I did. I was oh, like, okay. I was like, he was like, well, I'm sorry. We don't have any superstars or a lot of speed or power, but that doesn't not make us exciting. And I was like, well. Actually, if you have no superstars, no speed or power, that is exactly what it makes you. That doesn't mean you're a bad team, but it does mean you're not exciting. And he's like, all these prospects are coming up. I'm like, if the prospects are who are exciting, then what I said about the roster before the prospect stands. And he was like, thank you so much for responding. I was like, goddamn right. (laughs) Yeah, you just spanked him on the ass and he said, thank you, sir. I told him congrats on the win. Which, yeah. you know, 15 nothing. you deserve it, congrats. But that team is boring. Just as boring as it was before 15 to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, when the most boring team in the league goes on a fucking seven-game win streak, it kind of becomes a little interesting. And, they, and the Dodgers right now, they are now behind the Giants in third mm-hmm. place. And, the, you know, they have the 29th-ranked bullpen right now in ERA. Ooh. 29th. Ooh. I mean, the, they're... Injured list of their pitchers would be like uh, the best pitching staff in the Major League Baseball. I mean, the NL West could end up being one of the most fascinating divisions that we've seen in a given year in in a decade. I mean, that you've you have four teams that are legitimately in the mix to some degree at this point, between sixteen and thirty eight percent to win the division per Fangraphs. I don't think any other division has a split like that. Imagine, We're, imagine if I if I told you back in. January that the NL West is going to be a three team race. And then I said, well, the Padres are not going to be <laughs> in that top three that hey. uh, you'd think I was lying to you. I'd say it's a 14 race, man. I'm Padres, not saying it's not I'd... a four team race. I'm just saying that right now, if we're talking that yeah. it's a three team race, the Padres are on the outside looking in in that equation. I mean, think of how listen, how their projected win totals right now, Dodgers 89, Diamondbacks 88, Padres and Giants about 86 and a half each. Like it could not be closer according to the numbers right now. It's awesome. Well, that all checks out. That all checks out when you look at their run differentials. Yeah. Right. San Francisco, because of the fucking pounding, they just put on the Dodgers 15 nothing. Uh, They're at the top of this list, but Diamondbacks plus 25. Giants plus 48, Dodgers plus 42, and then the Padres at plus 24. So they're really just like an, an ass whooping away like the Dodgers just took from all being relatively close. Yeah, because it, it felt like it was going to be the Dodgers. It did. But now if you're just looking at like this, the Dodgers have Walker Bueller, Dustin May, Julio Arias, and Syndergaard. 
all on the IL. That's four starters. Plus, Max Muncy just went down with a hamstring. I'm with you, Max. I also have a hamstring. Um, so maybe we can hang out and work out that out together. But yeah, the Dodgers aren't as a uh, aren't as much of a lock as I thought they would be. No, they're not. Offense still but is to the D backs. They've they've made amazing. it interesting. Corbin Carroll. Yep. Could, could, you, could Corbin Carroll be the first guy since uh Fred Lynn? HRO. What? MVP and rookie of the year in the same year. Yeah, it was Ichiro. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was Fred Lynn. Yes. Ichiro doesn't really count. To be honest, but yeah, I mean, I mean, he counts. Masataka Yoshida has already said, uh, not that I think he's going to win it. I think Josh Young's going to win it. But Masataka Yoshida said, I don't even want to win the Rookie of the Year. He's like, I've, I'm like 29, and I, <laughs> I've played baseball for a long time professionally. I, I shouldn't count. So he's already declined the rookie of the year before winning it. That's respect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my final thought is. I didn't David ask. Freeze. I did not ask. Hold on. Didn't ask. Ready? Yeah, you did. Go Dallas, what, you got any final thoughts, kid? Yeah. You know, I've been thinking about this. Um, David Freeze mm-hmm. turning down the acceptance of the Hall of Fame for the St. Louis. It feels Cardinals. like something you would do at the A's. Be like, oh, sweet. You know I love the green gold, and I got love for the family, brother, and all the fans. You're my fam. It's it's a fan. It's a family. Like it's not my family. It's a family. Okay, but it was just one good day of work, brother. You know, there's a lot of good Oaklands out there that had long careers in Oakland, brother. But at the end of the day, for me, just one good day of work, brother. So I just you know thank you for the honor, but I'm not taking it. I feel like that's it. You would do the David Freeze route. I, I so I'm now like a southern truck driver from Louisiana who <laughs> moonlights as a fucking gator catcher in the off season. Uh, I just like to see stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So I was right. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's what you would do. It's the ultimate respect that you could show, mm-hmm. and I think there's something to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a very humble dude. Like, this is a guy who was sleeping on his fucking homie's couch during the postseason, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> you sound like a mix of Boomhauer from King of the Hill and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. All these all these brothers out there that... <laughs> brother, <laughs> brother, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was... Uh, in a day and age where people are very quick to accept whatever you're willing to hand them, I think there was some serious thought put into that because he is going to have a relationship with the organization moving forward. Yeah, but why wouldn't you say that beforehand? You waited until you got voted in, then you're like, actually, I don't want it. Well, because then then everybody's lining up to call him an egotistical asshole because, oh, well, you thought... You thought that this was for you? Jason you Isringhausen you were- is in the fucking Cardinals Hall of Fame or whatever the fuck it is. It's not like but- something that they've been doing forever. Like they just started doing this recently. It's not like it has some like long lineage and prestigious history. Well, he just doesn't feel like he has that lineage or that. He has one of the most iconic home of- runs in the history of the franchise. That's what happened is he saw Eisenhower, whatever fuck, Eisenhagen get in and started talking a bunch of shit to all his boys. Like he does. One more time, Joe. 
He saw Eisenhower and Iser Hagen get in. <laughs> try it again. Started try, try just one more time for me. Mr. Hagen. No. Got in. <laughs> that's, that's, and David We Freese, are not going to end this podcast <laughs> until you can get even at least call him Mr. Hosen. <laughs> Mr. Eisenhosen. Got in. Uh, David Freeze. Un- called up. Fucking believe that's some serious <laughs> disrespect to Generation K. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, call up his boys. He called old pool holes. He said, "Call up all his boys." There's Chris Carpenter, mm-hmm. Wainwright. He said, "How the fuck did this guy get in? He's not even that good." Because I'm, I'm a piece of shit. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. The same people that talk shit about him doing this are the same people that would run their fucking mouth if he were to have come out before or gotten ahead. Uh, like, how do you get ahead of this? Hey, guys, how's everybody's Monday going? Uh, just wanted to let you know there's a solid chance I could be up for nomination into this team's Hall of Fame. I'd like to get out in front of that, though. Uh, said absolutely nobody ever and let you know my thoughts on my uh, willingness to join the ranks here. What? Everybody would go, where the fuck is this coming from? Is Can someone check on David Freeze? What's he talking about? So how 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 do you do that? How do you get out in front of something like that before it's acknowledged? You don't. It's impossible. Mm. Well, just just one on the record that if the Red Sox want to put me in the Red Sox Hall of Fame, I'm taking that shit. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You, you took the fake ring. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's a real ring. <clears throat> so that's um, I'll mention you in my speech, Dallas. Please do. I will. Please do. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be busy. I'll probably be logging in somewhere. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I don't think so. <clears throat> you should. You should uh, log into some more confrontations on the internet to have my back, and then maybe I'll mention you in that speech. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna. I'll, I'll. I will tweet Matt Strom right now for you. Okay. As soon as we're done here. No. <laughs> yes, do it, do it, do it, do it. No, you're gonna say I'll something tell. stupid. <laughs> In your defense, no, you won't. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. Let it be known on the record right now. Anybody got beef with Carabas? That's a fucking player. Holler at me. Let's talk shit behind his back, and then I will publicly, <laughs> publicly stand up for him. Okay, you're cool with that. I like to <laughs> yeah. yank on him. <laughs> uh, I'm attracted to a lot of different guys. <clears throat> All right, <laughs> we are. Uh, we're done with the show for today. I was, I was just fucking three. Jay. Whoa! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Thanks for listening. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd fly my guy down here to do me sometimes. So we'll be back on Wednesday <laughs> live from Arizona. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you there. America! We out! <laughs>